there was a quote on the news from the Humane Society talking about <laughs> Betty Betty White, and I was just sobbing like uncontrollably. They're like, "Oh, our donations have skyrocketed since she passed," and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> "So I like, didn't I didn't work today? I was we were just like dinking around doing house stuff. I watched like." few hours of love island oh that (laughs) that that'll that'll improve your day (laughs) kirk keeps being like why are you watching this i'm like because i need it i mentally need it i need an escape yeah (laughs) then he was like so is our daughter gonna watch that kind of stuff and i was like she's never watching this (laughs) she can't watch it she can't go on it she can't be like these people (laughs) but i need it (laughs) Yep. I need the superficiality. I need mm-hmm. like just the total like dumb judgment <laughs> of other people so I don't have to think about controlling my own life. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there be better friends watching Friends? I also had no idea there were 30 episodes in the season. I kept being like, oh my god, I'm at 10, it's going to end soon. But it seems like only two days have passed so far. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're only there for like three weeks. (laughs) But they do like an episode a day. It's trash (laughs) it's real bad they actually are back on an island on season three oh and everybody has names like slade and (laughs) cachet there's one there's one that came on in because i'm in the middle of or i'm at the end of season two and her name is lakin and i was just like hmm you mean lincoln no lake lakin with a Y at the end, with a Y-N. There's always like Corey, but it has to be with a K, not a C. And an I. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's a man. It is a man, yeah. <laughs> I will say, I kind of love a lot of the people in season two. Like, they have genuinely good personalities. And like, they become like really, really best friends. And... I kind of like them. (laughs) That is the one thing about this show in particular I did notice is that they're all like really like each other and they're all have each other's backs and like. It's really weird. They just split into two different, well, one's a casa and one's a villa. Uh And now there's like five new people at each one. Oh, it's the test. It's like a big test. Yeah. I'm curious to see how the friendships go. But the new girls are like bitches. Oh, they're going to shake stuff up. They, like, one girl wrote a love note to her, like, boy, what is it, her couple? It's not her boyfriend, but her, like, man or whatever. On the... <laughs> she, like, wrote him something before she went to the other villa. It was, like, with a heart on the mirror. And the new girls came in, and they saw it, and they erased it. And the oh. guy hadn't read it. So he went in, there's just, like, smeared lipstick all over his mirror, and he was, like my girl leave me a message and then these new girls erased it oh my god oh my god so in i think it's the beginning of season two there there's a guy who is just like the biggest doormat 
that could ever be. And this like total like trophy wife bimbo girl with like the fillers and the like giant fake boobs and she and he just like falls in love with her and like she so when they go and split he takes he she puts her her uh, and she's also like super destructive and like toxic she puts her teddy bear in his suitcase and he like opens it up and all the other guys are like oh my god dude like get away from her like now it's your chance to actually find someone that's better he comes back and like brings the bear and he comes back alone and she totally has like coupled up with another guy of course she has and it was like and he like comes back and is just like looks just so dumb it's such good tv (laughs) Oh, I guess we should introduce this. This is season one, episode 22, the one with the ick factor. I just really like this title, by the way. I, I didn't was... remember what it was about based on the title. I couldn't remember what the ick was. I didn't either. Um, but once I watched it, I remembered and I very much felt the ick also. <laughs> it was not my favorite episode. I don't know if I was just in a mood, but I was just kind of like... I liked Phoebe in it a lot. And I like that we learned, it was like all about Chandler's intonation, mm-hmm. which, which like made me giggle. But I, I just really didn't like the guy who played young Ethan. Oh yeah. I have some facts about him later. This episode aired on NBC in 1995 on May 4th. It was directed by Robbie Benson and written by Alexa Zhang. And, well, I saw that it was also Kaufman and Crane along with her. Okay. I I just kind of write them off as like, again. Always. Okay. (laughs) I don't think we've heard this director's name before. I don't think so. And I didn't look, I didn't look him up. I did. Oh, of course you did. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. He was apparently a teen idol in the 70s and was in sports films called One on One and Ice Castles. What's Ice Castles? Good question. I didn't even... uh, There is a link to it in my copy and paste notes. But I asked Court, I was like, do you know this guy's name, first of all? And then do you know either of these sports... They're sports films, but um, he'd never heard of any of them. Oh. Um, okay, Ice Castles, the story of Lexi Winston, a young figure skater and her rise and fall from superstardom. Tragedy strikes when following a freak accident, she loses her sight, leaving her to hide away in the privacy of her own despair. She eventually perseveres and begins competing in figure skating again. <laughs> in her <Right>. own despair. <laughs> That's some great writing. I know. There was a remake in 2010 that was direct-to-video. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But this guy, Robbie Benson, he um, got even more famous because he was the voice of the Beast in Beauty and the Beast in 91. Oh, I know that reference. Mm-hmm. He uh, directed six episodes of Friends, and he was also an activist in the field of heart research. He's had four open heart surgeries since the age of 28 to correct a congenital aortic valve defect and related damage. And in 2012, he published a memoir about his medical journey and numerous surgeries. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, he also is a musician and a composer, and he won an award for writing a song in The Breakfast Club. So this guy was a teen idol. He played (laughs) the Beast, and he wrote a memoir. Yeah, and he composes music. That's He's very well-rounded. Yeah, he's done a lot of things. And directed Friends. And directed Friends, yeah. I'd say he's winning at life. He's <laughs> doing pretty well. <laughs> Survived four open heart surgeries. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's all about Robbie. Oh, okay. Are you ready for some trivia? Yes. All right. Number one. Which friend went along with Phoebe for her ultrasound? Oh, is it Rachel? Yes. Oh, sweet. Good job. Number two, what name did Phoebe and Joey think would better suit Chandler? Dang it. I would not have gotten this. Like Ted or something? I don't know. Gene. <laughs> something blah. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, unhappy with Chandler, what did Chandler want to change his name to? I have no idea. Clint. <laughs> I, I would not have gotten any of these. Clint Bing. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> uh, what kind of pants did Phoebe mistake for maternity wear? Santa pants. Very good. These are all very like, this is kind of appropriate for, for yeah. right now. <laughs> right? Oh, true. <laughs> what mountain did Joey and Chandler want to climb? Everest. Yes. But then they watched Die Hard instead, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was pretty good. The name things were hard, but you got everything else. So I'm going to I'm going to say good job. Do you have a summary for this one? I do. Monica gets a shock when she finds out her boyfriend turns out to be in high school. Chandler finds out his colleagues really don't like him when Phoebe tempts as his secretary and Ross fields mail escort requests through his beeper while waiting for Carol to go into labor. That really sums it up. Can I share with you just a really quick stupid fact? Please. <laughs> so as I was, when I, when I first turned on this episode, for, the, for some reason, it was the first time I had ever noticed the rating that came up in the little corner that's like PG-14 or like Y oh. or whatever it is. Oh, you meant like um, how many stars people gave it? Oh no, <laughs> no on that on the actual TV like Got when it. it was like when it was aired. Did you know that Friends is rated PG? <laughs> I just I didn't know. I didn't either, but that's not surprising because it was '90s and it was at eight o'clock, so they're like, "Oh, the kids will be in bed." Like, yeah, but it's like even with the some of the like adult like content it's still very tame Mm -hmm. so i I was it made me feel better about letting ellie watch an episode with me (laughs) although i think pg from the 90s is is like at least pg-13 now yeah because kids movies now are all pg like unless it's a cartoon they're like all pg yeah no even the cartoons are pg (laughs) but they're also very chaotic and crazy yeah Like, they're made for everyone with ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) What was, um, what was Seinfeld's rating? Oh, I don't know. Seinfeld's TV rating. 
It's got to be PG-13 because they talked a lot more about sex. It was PG, according to commonsensemedia.org. Okay. Our, like, guidelines of what is appropriate and what isn't and, like, just trusting that kids aren't going to be watching something at nine is Uh different. I also don't think I truly understand the rating system. No. It's, like, dependent on how many times you say the F word is, like, the difference between PG-13 and R. You know what I think is so funny? On TV, have you never noticed this? When people say asshole. They bleep the hole. They bleep the hole. Yeah. And not the ass. Yeah. I don't get it. We have a past podcast episode where we talk about that. And oh. you say you say something <laughs> you say whole in like a next sentence and you're like, you can bleep that. And so I bleeped it. I bleeped you just saying whole. Oh my god. That's a normal word. <laughs> we've already talked we've already had this conversation. <laughs> I only have one other fact because this is about a guy who's way younger than Monica. Just that Stan Kirsch, who played young Ethan, was only truly four years younger than Courtney Cox and was actually a year older than both Jennifer Anderson and Matthew Perry. When the episode aired, he was almost 27. Yes. He doesn't look like a high school kid. He looks like he's 30. Yeah. The only reason why I think he got cast was because his voice is kind of high. He certainly looks, there's one scene where he comes in and I was like, oh, he looks like a 35-year-old dad. Yeah. <laughs> and Courtney Cox was 31. <laughs> and she definitely cannot pass for 22. I was I like, <laughs> I thought that was funny when Phoebe was just like, you could pass for like 25, 26. <laughs> oh, I do have one other, this is like not a fact about this episode, but one random thing I learned about Friends because there's a scene where Monica comes in with this, like, she's wearing a sports bra and she has this massive Nike logo across yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we've been talking about all of the logos, particularly Nike. Yeah. Right? And this is the third time that we've seen the swoosh, like, very prominently displayed. Um, and so I was Googling, like, did Nike sponsor Friends? Like, what's going on? Because is it all in the same season? Mm-hmm. And it was the first season of the show. Um, I couldn't find anything that said nike was a sponsor but i did find that um nike made promotional sneakers for a number of popular sitcoms in the sitcoms in the 90s and one of them was friends and so for the second season of friends they made a pair of air edges with branding that coincides with the series so wait so this was a this was a shoe this is a shoe a shoe made to coincide with the second season of friends Yes. Anyway, here's the shoe. That says friends on it. Yeah, so it says friends on the heel and then the tongue says second season. That is an incredibly weird concept, but like, (laughs) I really like the shoes. Yeah. (laughs) They're like kind of cute. Yeah. I think Tyler (laughs) owns a pair of very similar. Really? (laughs) Of basketball shoes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about the air edge, but... That's what these are, apparently. So Home Improvement and Seinfeld also got uh, promotional shoes celebrating their 100th episodes. So 
<sighs> That's very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was super weird. <laughs> I was, and then I went down a dive of how like later um, Nestle Tollhouse is like written into an episode and Portia and how they did, they did sponsorship on the show or like promotion without it being like weirdly blatant. It was just like part of the story instead of like a weird out of place, whatever. Yeah. I never thought of that as being promotional because it was just like, Oh, that's just the cookie recipe that Mm -hmm. they used. And that's just a funny thing that Joey did. When I started typing, like, did Nike sponsor, or no, was Friends sponsored by it auto-filled Snapple? Oh, yeah, because they always have to have Snapple in their fridge. And then I saw in this episode, they were like, I saw three different bottles, but one of them was Lipton and not Snapple, oh. which is a similar bottle. So that's all I know about that. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the episode then. Oh, we're starting out somewhere new, the coffee house. (laughs) Somewhere I've never been. It is funny. Like, I don't know if you noticed, last episode, I mentioned that they all looked kind of old, like, (laughs) and like worn out, like they'd been partying or something. Um, I felt like in this opener, they all look a lot younger and fresh faced. I said they all look fairly decent fashion wise. Yeah. Um, except for Chandler's like so greasy hair. Okay, I said the same thing. I said when Ross is talking to Chandler, why are both their heads of hair so full of oil? Like yeah. they're both disgusting. So shiny. It's and really bad. I feel like Chandler has done the like swoop back hairstyle, but never with this much gel. No. It's it looks gross. gross. <laughs> gross rachel had a sex dream about chandler ross like is totally pissed and tantrumy about it and just whines about it Uh, i did really like joey's line of like oh excellent dream score (laughs) (laughs) real quick i want to say i love phoebe's hair how it's all straight and she's wearing polka dots and she just looks super cute oh man i'm so excited i may vomit and after after the credits, she wants to operate a drill press to get some short-term work. Again, I love Joey's comeback to that as be, when she's just like, can you see me operating a drill press? And he just immediately comes back with, well, what are you wearing? <laughs> but she needs short-term work because she taught a massage yourself at home workshop. I just have to put this out there that this is a terrible idea. Just the fact, just the concept of a massage yourself at home, because massaging yourself is never as good as someone giving you a massage. Nope, not at all. And I don't, and I don't know what it is. If it's like the unpredictability in like placement and pressure, or like what it is, but like if you try to like give yourself a hand massage, it is garbage. <laughs> But if someone else is touching your hand, you're just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) Totally. Like, why is that? Well, because you're not doing I mean, you're not having to put in effort. You're actually like relaxed. The whole thing. whole body's relaxed. Yeah. You can focus on like. You can focus on it, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Melting. I'm going to get a prenatal tomorrow. I'm very excited. Yeah, Court's going to be out of town refing, and I'm going at, like, five, so I can just come home and lay on the couch and, like, 
watch Love Island and go to bed afterwards and it'll be oh that's gonna be the best yeah I can't wait. And you can stretch out. You can starfish. Well, I can't because I have to lay on my side because every my belly crushes my lungs. So yeah. I can't lay on my back. Well, you can like side starfish. True. <laughs> Around my three body pillows I have to use. You can koala. Yeah. <laughs> Although I sleep on the edge of the bed because I can't, I have to like literally roll onto my feet because I can't move my whale sized body to <laughs> Oh, it won't be much longer. You know, when you see walruses, how they have to move, how, that's what I feel like trying to oh, get no. up and down from anything. <laughs> or like waddling in the snow, eight months pregnant is, I just felt like, well, I felt a little bit like that kid from Christmas Story who can't put his oh, arms yeah. down and he's just like teetering. I imagine you like a goose. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why a goose, but you know how they have like, like the big fluffy bellies and, yeah. like, and like regular size legs. <laughs> They're much quicker than me, but it is a very similar cadence. Phoebe is wanting to work for Chandler. <laughs> well, Joey suggests, hey Chandler, don't you need a secretary? <laughs> Chandler's like, what a great idea. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> Clearly is not pleased that Phoebe is has been told this idea. Um, but the reason his secretary is out <laughs> is a whole big boob story. <laughs> She's having one of her boobs reduced. And then Ross like got a beeper for when Carol goes into labor. I guess she's at the end of her pregnancy now, finally. We never haven't talked about it for <laughs> weeks. I just have to say, like, why why is 55 Jimbo? I don't remember how beepers work. I Googled it, actually, <laughs> but I did find some pager codes. I never had a pager, so I thought it'd be... Did you ever have one? I had one, but I only... It was only before I could get a cell phone, and it was only for my mom to let me, like, to... to send me the number to call her from the payphone at school <laughs> or what I like I never used it and I didn't know anyone else's pager number so it was only a phone number that came up okay well for people who don't didn't grow up in the 90s beepers and, and pagers are the same thing and there were codes that you could send so like that would it, I think it was limited to 10 numbers that would show on the screen couldn't do any letters <laughs> and this uh, is like like pre-texting right yeah it's oh, kind yeah. of like the the birth of tech or the mother the mother of texting yeah yeah because one of them was uh which i didn't write down but is the numbers that spell out hello if you flip it upside down like you can do on a calculator so that or, was one or boobies yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course um but then there were weird ones like one one three four space two space oh nine is go to hell because it kind of if you flip it backwards and upside down kind of looks like it says go to hell i don't know how why there's an official code for that how many people are sending that to each other but one four three means i love you one two one means i need to talk to you six oh seven is i miss you four seven seven is best friends forever which is funny because a lot of, like, in our area, a lot of people's 
like first three numbers of their phone number was 477. Yep. <laughs> uh, 601 is happy birthday and 911 equals call me now with four W's and two exclamation points. Oh. Okay. So there you go. So then his number was 55 Jimbo. Yeah, but how do you dial a pager? I don't even know. Does the pager have an actual phone number and you dial that? That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. It was just like it would you would dial you would dial the pager number and then it would like prompt you to put in like a number, a set of numbers for the pager. Well, why why 55 Jimbo, though? Like, isn't that just asking for Miss Beeps? Yeah, it it really is. And also, like, Ross, you're one of three places at all times. You're at work, you're at the coffee house, or you're at Monica's. Like, yeah. And she has Susan with her. And so, like, yes, you want to be there, but do you need a pager just for that one thing? Yeah, you can probably get a message on your home phone. <laughs> And figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but he's excited. He's going to yeah. be a father. He wants to be involved. He doesn't like Susan to be involved. So <laughs> it's, maybe it's a competition. Yeah. And Monica's going out with young Ethan. I, I feel like in your 20s, four years is a big deal. Well, okay. So first, at first before she said, before she says she's 26, when they're just talking about this and we don't know how I was thinking that we had determined that she was only like 24 max. So she's older than I thought she was. Yeah. Based on previous timelines about talking about high school and stuff. So I guess 20, if he's 21 and she's 26, I guess that, but like, is that that weird? I don't think that's not, I don't think it's a big deal. Like that's not as much of a big deal. Like, 26 even for her to go down to say that she's 22 i'm like 26 versus 20 like who cares that's not a that's not a big gap no and i also think on the other hand it just matters less the older you get right well when i was 25 i was like kind of flirting around with this guy who was 19 that i worked with mm-hmm it's a small town. There's limited options. Yeah. And I don't know. It was kind of like, I'm not going to marry this person, but I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Does it? Okay. But then like, do you think that there's a tipping point where then like it does matter? Because like, as you get older, the gap seems to can widen and it's not as weird. Yeah. But where, when does it then get weird? I feel like if it's different decades, like if you're in your twenties, like at some point someone I knew was 20, like early twenties and they were dating someone in early thirties. And I was like, that's too big of a gap. But it, but like if you're in your early thirties and early forties, like maybe it doesn't matter as much. What about like fifth, someone who's 50 and 60? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't right? matter. Right. But I feel like the 10-year difference matters so much more in your 20s than any time after. Would it be weird, though, if there was, like, a 60-year-old dating a 40-year-old? Probably not. I don't think it's as weird. But, like, could you imagine a 40-year-old and a 20-year-old? That is weird. No, that's gross. 
So I, there's some, I don't know if there's something about like, once you get past 30, I think it's less, mm. it gets more um, acceptable. Yeah. Less icky. <laughs> well, and like cognitively, you're mentally not fully formed until you're past like 25 or 26, I think. And so there is a huge difference, like every year of your early 20s, like you really are still developing. And so for like a 21 year old to be dating a 31 year old, it's kind of like, you're that's like a child. That you're with. <laughs> I think that's, that's a really good point. Because in your 30s, you kind of have it figured out a little bit. Even when I was like 26, 27, 28, I was still kind of a mess and trying to figure, figure stuff out. I thought I had it together, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but then in your 30s, you, yeah, you just like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> a little bit more. Well, and the things that seemed to matter so much just like fall away and you get more comfortable with yourself and you're like more accepting of just who you are and how life is, I guess. And you're so much less tolerant of 20 year olds. I know. Yeah. And then you start hitting that phase where you look at high schoolers and you're like, you look like you're in like elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> how did I feel like a grown up at that age? Oh my gosh. How do I trust high schoolers to even drive? I know. I remember saying when I was in my early 20s, being like, when I'm 30, if I haven't met anybody, I'm having a kid by myself. Like, that's just too old. And when I hit 30, I was like, oh. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Even at 25, I was having like a quarter life crisis, like really freaking out, being like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I'm going. I haven't had children yet. And now I'm 38 having a child and I'm kind of like, it would have been a big mess yeah terrible I thought I thought that 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 was interesting I just started to go on a little like I don't know like just tangent about age and well there's an episode later where Rachel dates uh the kid who's in college and she's like definitely late 20s if not 30 already Mm -hmm. the guy who's stealing from her and Monica yeah I mean, I guess they do give her shit about that, but they didn't seem to think it was as weird as mm-hmm. this one. But like a 17 year old. Well, no, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's, but we don't know that. He's so yeah. Because he looks like he's a 35 year old dad. Yes, he does. Especially when he comes in wearing like a members only jacket later. <laughs> now we go to Chandler's office. And I'm really excited if, to hear if you saw any background things. I didn't. Oh. I, like, I, lo- I looked for some, some. This one, the clock on his desk that was facing outward in a weird way is now facing the other way. Oh, um, smart. So that was the only thing that I noticed. Otherwise, everything's kind of the same. He's got his magic eight ball. Yeah. I was wondering why there were so many binders piled up on a ledge behind that giant ceiling-sized plant. <laughs> so many binders. And I was like, are those the weenuses? And then I was wondering, like, is that how, is that the plural of weenus? Is it weenus i? Weenuses? Weenie? I, Sarah, Sarah, up until, like, probably... I mean, I'm thinking about my own workplace. 
And I want to say it wasn't until maybe seven years ago that people started getting rid of binders. There would be binders everywhere. People had shelves and shelves of binders of shit. (laughs) And it's like everything had to be in a binder. I had binders of curriculum. And I didn't, and I used a a computer. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that that's just how people lived. That's true. And they had those weird printers that would print like the papers that would just fold on the. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what those are full of. Yeah. Things that no one will ever look at again. <laughs> there were just so many in a pile on the window ledge. And I was like, why, why do you have so many of those that you'll you probably never looked at to begin with? Find a shelf for them, buddy. I also was curious why he couldn't answer the phone on his own desk because his normal secretary wouldn't be do like she'd be out in her office. She wouldn't be in there. And he's just staring at it being like, are you going to answer that? No, you're right there. Yeah. Well, maybe he was training her mm. because she wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I loved her, her secretary <laughs> voice. Yeah. All of all of her voices are great, but her secretary voice was like really unique. I also liked that she was. I thought she looked kind of cute, but also like weirdly Victorian, like she's <laughs> like a grandma Victorian, like a, um, it's like a almost silk, like see through blouse with a not with a really bit, a vest, the big lacy collar. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Ruth Bader Ginsburg descent collar. Yes. <laughs> And I also noticed that on his desk, when he picks up the phone, are there two phones sitting next to each other? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Is Are there? It looks like the one he picks up is like a normal office phone with like a bunch of buttons and a cord. And then the one next to it looks like a cordless, like in the cradle. It has an antenna that's How like weird. retracted. And they're right next to each other. And I was like, mm. why? Why? <laughs> it was either a phone or some sort of radio but like handheld but i'm pretty sure it was a cordless phone hmm that's really weird i remember when like 10 years ago when we had we were like at my work there were like 10 different teachers on the in the same room because we did independent study and like met with students at our desks so we didn't have classrooms and for the whole school there was one cordless phone that all students would contact all teachers on and we would schedule appointments through that one phone. And it was a nightmare because everyone would be like, where's the phone? Where's the phone? Who has the phone? Like in a giant room full of people. Oh no. (laughs) Or like someone would have it and like someone would get a call from a random student and be like, who's your teacher? Ashley, <laughs> it's just like such a poor system. That's a terrible system. When we all got phones, like and extensions, it was like the fanciest day. I feel like if you're gonna have one phone, it needs to only be a corded phone. So the phone is always where it needs to be. Yes, but I don't see why Chandler needs two phones. No, he doesn't. So then we go back to the girls' apartment. I hate Monica's shirt so much. Oh my goodness. Her beige sweater. I said it's so gross. She looks like a football player. It's going to get so stretched out so fast. 
It like makes me physically hurt. I hate it. It's so big on top, but then yet it turns into almost a crop top sweater. And the pants are really not flattering. Like they're not a good shape for that sweater. It's bad. This is not a good date outfit. No. It does look like a linebacker. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Monica's nervous because they might quote unquote do it. <laughs> Because tonight's the night. (laughs) And Rachel knows because Monica shaved her legs. I know. I thought that was funny. That is such a, that is such a true thing too. Oh yeah. Like any important event, I'm like, oh, better shave my legs. (laughs) Except for while you're pregnant, then you don't, you don't even know how to get down to them. No, it's not worth it. (laughs) This is so, so stupid. But I remember having a thought when I went into labor with Ellie and I was just like oh my god I haven't shaved my legs <laughs> and just thinking like it's two in the morning do I have time to shave my legs before I go to the hospital and have a baby like the the Ill- illogic in your brain that like that's just like everyone's gonna see my hairy legs no Ashley they're gonna see a lot more <laughs> yes <laughs> But all the important times you think about shaving your legs, even having a baby. Oh my God, what has society done to us that you were like, oh, I, do I have time? I know, I know, right? That's all I have about that. Back to the coffee house again. Uh, Ross is moping around the dream again to Joey. He's just mopey, mopey, mopey. I did see in the background there's a New York City cop getting coffee at the counter. It's a big jacket that says, like, New York City Police on it. But I don't think it's part of the official uniform. But they were like, ooh, look at these regular people. And, you know, this place is frequented by all. Just regular Joes. <laughs> Ross gets paged and he's freaking out it's the baby. But it's actually for sexual services. For 555 Jumbo. Or 55 Jumbo. For Andre. For Andre. Yes. Did you notice his tie? didn't it's super flowery like (laughs) the most flowery flowers that could be on a tie there's a tie that he's wearing that ross is wearing at some point and i don't know that i marked it down but it looked like it was maybe teeny tiny little woolly mammoths or something oh that's and it's actually if that's what it was it was kind of cute yeah and and i couldn't get i couldn't enhance it so i couldn't tell but (laughs) i'm choosing to believe it was yeah Chandler and Phoebe enter, and Phoebe had a great day, but no one likes Chandler because he's boss man Bing. And this is the first time anyone makes fun of his unique enunciation. Oh, and they do such a good job. Yeah. The hills are alive. With the sound of of music. music. I liked the one where they're just like, my scone! My scone! scone. (laughs) (laughs) You truly can do it with anything. It's true. (laughs) that is so not true (laughs) i kind of wonder did they did he just create that intonation and then they decided to like write it in as a joke as like a reoccurring thing i think it was i read well i was listening back to one of our old episodes and they were talking about how like all the enunciation is him and how if there was a word they wanted him to enunciate weird they would try to highlight a different word in the sentence, knowing that he would put it in forever. wherever he wanted. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was his thing. And then they just made it a part of the show. 
Yeah, because it's definitely like a certain cadence that he does. Mm -hmm. I love that it's become a like full phenomenon, though. Yeah. It's so it's so great. Then we go to the girl's apartment. Yeah. I don't like this guy. Stan Kirsch. Do you want to know about him? Uh, I guess. (laughs) He does not look like he's in college, let alone high school. He looks like he's 30, but... Anyway, Stan Kirsch, his first acting job was age of four when he was in some Campbell Soup commercials. His most notable role was in, started in 1992 on Highlander, the series. He played Richie Ryan. He made his debut as a director and producer with the film Straight Eye, the movie in 2004. And in 2008, founded his own acting studio called, do you want to guess what it was called? I have no idea. Stan Kirsch Studios. (laughs) Very original guy. He died in 2020 by hanging oh god i know at 51 oh no well this scene the whole scene is icky for me yeah like how he's just like oh i have to tell you something and she's just like she's so lovey-dovey and it's like are you a virgin and i'm just like oh and then he's like i'm just waiting for the right person i just wanted to i was like make it stop (laughs) i know please make it stop (laughs) Also, like, who cares? If I was dating a guy and he's like, I'm a virgin, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I mean, would that be a, I don't, that's not a deal breaker. No. Who cares? And I, I don't know, the way that she looked at him was almost like. Motherly? <laughs> yeah, it was like a little patronizing or like <laughs> syrupy condescending. <laughs> like, oh. Like her mother would speak to her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. It, it made me feel gross. Well, and then she says that she's 25 and 13 months. So there's no exact date of Monica Geller's birthday on the internet anywhere. One thing I found, I think this was from uh, Friends Fandom. Uh, It said this episode aired May 4th. And given Mm -hmm. that, she's likely born early April of 69. Okay. But Google says her birthday is March 69. But then also I saw, based on the one where they all turned 30, her birthday is before Rachel's, which Rachel's birthday is either February or May. So <laughs> Monica is either January or April or March. Or March. Yeah. Of 69. It's a it's a small-ish window, right? Yeah. Pick a date, people. I, mean, I know. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. But then, so she, like, reveals that she's older than she said, and then he's like, well, I am a senior, but guess what? I'm disgusting. I'm in high school. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she jumps out of bed, and I just, like, she's wearing that stupid sheet. I know, that is so not a thing people do. No one in the history of Of anything. Of Yeah, (laughs) the history of sex has ever gotten out of bed and wrapped the sheet around them do you know how hard it is to like make a bed and put the sheet on you're gonna pull it out now i know why would you do that what monica would not do that no she would not do that and it's hard to even yank that sheet out once it's like (laughs) really tucked 
Well, I don't tuck mine because it gives, I don't like it tucked. So I leave it untucked. I have to tuck because I'm a flopper and I take the sheet with me. <laughs> so I have to make sure it's really in there. Oh, our bed gets real screwed up real quickly because it's untucked and I flail. But like the first thing I do if I go to like a hotel is I have to like pull it all out because it's too tight. Well, that's too much. That's just excessive. Yeah, that's... <laughs> But the, the one of the worst things in the world for me, besides sand in the bed, is if the top sheet comes like up higher, uh-huh. higher, and like I can, it goes past my feet yeah. or it goes like too far over the blanket. So mm-hmm. I have to like fold it over. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And like then I've got all this stuff bunched around me trying to choke me. Yes. I will say since we got a king size bed and it's like perfectly square, I feel like things don't move as much as they used to because maybe there's not as much weight like at the bottom of the bed. It's not like a rectangle. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it seems like I don't have that issue as much. I don't know. We're we're clearly doing great. I was also wondering like where are these kids' parents? If he's in high school, like he can just decide just because he just decides to stay over at our apartment on a school night and like clearly doesn't call them or she would have noticed him being like, hey, mom. That's a really good point. And I guess maybe teenage boys just got to do stuff like that. But I don't know. I have no idea because (laughs) I'm not a teenage boy. I didn't have brothers. I wasn't allowed to do anything. Like, I couldn't even go to your house without my mom talking to your mom at 17. That's because we usually didn't go to my house. (laughs) (laughs) We went to parties instead. (laughs) They knew. Is somebody worried about this kid? I know. (laughs) Well, and then Monica says what they did made her a felon in 48 states. But did you know age of consent in New York is 17? So not in New York. She would not be a felon. Oh, maybe that's why she said in... In, 48. in 48 states just not this one and then he's in love with her uh, also ick yes. <laughs> i saw this thing after he says he's 17 she says that she feels like one of those ladies who has a guy named chad a shiny guy named chad <laughs> which i thought was great yeah and apparently that's alluding to being a cougar in some way i don't <gasps> But and she, she stars on a show called Cougar Town. I ju- yeah, I just thought of that. When you said Cougar, I'm like, she was on Cougar Town. Yeah. Oh. Which I didn't watch for a long time because of the name. I was like, I don't need to see a show about cougars. And then she totally wasn't. It was just like the mascot of the school of where they live or something. I think I only started watching it after you started watching it. And you were like, this is really good. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> It's basically Scrubs point two point oh. Yeah. It's like the it's, same people. Yeah, there was a bunch of like topical humor and or, Joan Collins. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I don't even know who Joan Collins is. Yeah, you do. She's an actress. She wasn't she in Mommy Dearest? I also don't know that <laughs> reference. I was the, like the only jo- the Joan Rivers. Oh, not her. <laughs> That is a person, but it's a different person. Yeah. And so she was just known for. I 
I read something that she was, I think she married someone who was like 20 years younger than her. Oh, again, not that bad. Right. If you're like 70, she said she couldn't bear to be married to a man her own age. Her fifth husband, she married when she was 88. Fifth husband? That's alarming. I know. Oh, when she was 88, she married a 56-year-old. What interest does even a 56-year-old have in someone who's almost 90? Like, I don't understand the attractiveness, like, the chemistry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can see why, like, an older person would want a younger like, make it, make, it makes you feel young and yeah. whatever. But, like, why would a 50-year-old want to be with a 90-year-old? Because that really limits your life, I would think. Yeah, yeah. But there's all sorts, all sorts of people. That's true. I was a little distracted in this scene that Ethan just keeps a pillow in his lap like the entire time, even when he's like moving around the bed. It's just like keeps coming along with him. And I'm just like, you gross. This is icky. Like, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Probably because she took the bedding with her. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think it was just to keep him like covered up to keep that PG rating. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that. Let's get out of there. <laughs> okay. We'll go to the girl's apartment later. <laughs> I also was wondering, is are these things going on at the same time? Like, is Ross out there or Monica's in there banging her the high school boyfriend? God, like, I, I hope not. <laughs> because. No. It's very possible. No, because they're having a date night, right? They were, no, they were out. Remember, they were out on the couch, like, making out. And then, oh, yeah, so, no and no there. one was there. Which also, Monica's like drinking a glass of wine. Does he not drink? Like he doesn't drink. He didn't have one. Was yeah. that like a sign of the young, the young age? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we can we can leave. Okay, we can go to Ross helping Andre get some tail. Yeah. He is so bad at life. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you arranging hookups for some guy? Like, I, I don't get it. He says because it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny. That is funny. <laughs> and everyone still looks pretty normal in their fashion. I know. Phoebe's outfit is great. She's got like this weird velvet long sleeve shiny lined top thing with that russet renaissance skirt. Like <laughs> she just she's so cute. Is russet the color? Yeah, it's like a I love the color. It's like um Is that like a wine color kind of? But it's like more brown. Okay, I was thinking of a russet potato. <laughs> no, you're not wearing, that good. You're wearing a potato bag skirt. <laughs> it's like darker and kind of like a richer, redder brown. Okay. I don't know why I used the word russet. <laughs> it matched her whole vibe. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Ross, like, can't handle that Joey is now part of the sex dream, too. And he's not. I do really like Rachel's face when they're asking, like, oh, is it, like, me and you and then, like, him and you? And she just smiles. And then when she tells him sometimes she's not even there, Phoebe comes over and is like, you guys! I think that was my favorite part of the whole episode. She was like, aw, you guys! (laughs) So cute. And, like, gives them hugs. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that like behind all of them there's a lot less crap 
over in that bench seat corner, it felt like all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, it's like light and airy in here. Like it feels cleaner and less cluttered and crazy. Yeah. I think they just kind of dumped a bunch of stuff. They probably put it all in the closet. True. Well, yeah. So the planter's not there anymore. The pink chair is not there. But then I noticed Phoebe's sitting in the pink chair in the living room. It's over there. But the CD rack is still sitting on top of the bench. The desk is still in front of it. And there's a table outside Monica's bedroom door now that has a stereo on it. Or like a turntable or something. Okay. Hmm. But it was still less stuff. It was less busy. And then Monica comes in with her giant Nike logo sports bra. Yeah. The boys doing the Power Ranger thing. I just thought it was so cute how they were just like, oh, they were all of a sudden just playing like boys. Yeah. They were like Stegosaurus. Like, are Power Rangers dinosaurs? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they were like Brontosaurus, Stegosaurus. And I was like, wait. Do they morph into, like, if they all go together, do they become a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I have, like, they're, are they transformery? <laughs> I think the transformers are transformers and the other things are. Oh, here we go. Okay. Well, this is from IMDb, so take it for what it is. But. Ross says Morphin Time and Joey responds Stegosaurus. However, at the time the show was aired, Stegosaurus was not a dinosaur species featured in that show. So maybe they are dinosaurs. Oh, they are. I'm looking at their, I'm looking at some images of the Power Rangers Dino Charge. But that must be a remake. I just Googled... (laughs) Are Power Rangers dinosaurs? <laughs> Are they? Uh, okay, so the Red Ranger, this says Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2. The Red Ranger is a Tyrannosaurus Rex slash Red Dragon. The Black Ranger is a Mastodon slash Lion. The Blue Ranger is a Triceratops slash Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how you can be both these things. The, the yellow ranger is the saber-toothed tiger slash griffin. And slash, the pink, I love it. <laughs> the pink ranger is a pterodactyl slash firebird. But the white ranger is a tiger zord. I don't know. <laughs> a tiger zord. <laughs> oh, I oh gotta God. start watching this again. The next thing on Google says, can power rangers exist in real life? <laughs> Well, so they got, they definitely got the dinosaurs wrong. They should have said pterodactyl slash unicorn. (laughs) Tiger sword. (laughs) Were they like real people and they just put the outfits on and do other stuff? They'd morph. They'd they'd morph, Sarah. Mightily (laughs) and powerfully. All right. That's enough of the power pictures. Everybody hates Chandler, so he's not invited to a birthday party that Phoebe's going to go to with work people. I love that she just has to rub it in by asking that they not go together. (laughs) (laughs) She's very honest about this whole thing throughout. Everyone still hates him when we go to his office. So the only thing I have for this section is, is Chandler really wearing a purple suit? 
all I wrote was, at least his suit fits him okay. <laughs> it's purple. The, the suit whole, is? The whole thing is purple. Oh, and I, I swear that. it's not the color on my TV. Are you sure? Yes, because I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that been like? It's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People don't look drunk all the time. Like, <laughs> all like ruddy and like red and blotchy all the time you probably have like eye damage from that high contrast <laughs> probably yeah they, there's like i feel like they jump scenes quickly a couple times here yeah. we'll go back to the coffee shop and this is when ethan shows up looking like he's 32 year old dad yeah and well and monica doesn't look much better she oh. looks super <laughs> old and dumpy i, I said didn't we talk about an outfit she wore in a past episode that looked like elephant skin? <laughs> yeah. This is bad. It's back. It's the same. She yes. also has like, they made her makeup look really bad too, to make her look older, I think. Like she has really dark red lips and then dark eye makeup. And she just looks, ew, like washed out and gross. It, and they're talking she's like it's icky but that in another world she really could love him he's like don't say it like what you could love him really no you can't even call him back (laughs) they've been on like what three or four dates maybe i mean no no (laughs) and then we leave them thankfully and go back to chandler's work where he's embraced his (laughs) manner of speaking yeah Everyone's making fun of him. He just plays right into it. Yeah. He's just like leaning into being, he's like, okay, I can't be friends. So I'm going to be the boss. Yeah. Cool. It's a good tactic. Like that. You can't beat him. Join him. Yeah. Type thing. (laughs) Or in this case, if you can't join him, beat them. Beat them. (laughs) You're so clever. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm really funny. (laughs) (laughs) One thing my baby has not sucked out of me yet. Back to the girls' apartment. Rachel's asleep on the couch. And the comforter that he puts on her is the same one that she covers herself with when Chandler sees her topless and the one with the boobies. Oh, yeah. The, the ratty. The relatively open weave. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that one. <laughs> I have to say, his physical comedy in this scene is just so good. Like, because she's having another dream, and this time she says Ross, and the way, like, he celebrates and then jumps up and then is, like, dancing, but then falls on her is, like, (laughs) such perfection. He does great a great job acting without ever saying anything. And, of course, he gets a beep right at that moment. She's, like, super suddenly into him, and then... He's having a baby and the timing could not be more frustrating. Oh, and then he like rolls over the couch. (laughs) And when we go to the tag, what is Chandler wearing? This like purpley planet (laughs) shirt. (laughs) With like a full on tracksuit? What's happening? And then Rachel comes out wearing like a black mechanics jumpsuit of some kind. This whole series where they're like coming out and, and kind of being caricatures of themselves because like... Chandler jumps out of the room. Ross is like, I'm having a baby. Chandler jumps out of that room wearing that weird shirt, track suit thing. 
then like they're like joey get out of the fridge because of course joey's eating and then rachel comes out like trying to do her makeup because she wants to look nice to meet doctors well fun fact about that uh in the next episode she does flirt with carol's doctor so she is right oh yeah isn't that jonathan silverman too it might be i don't remember okay Anyway, they're, they're just all, like, slightly eccentrically, I don't know, enhanced versions of themselves. I also didn't understand why he felt the need to wait for them all to go. He should just go. Like, he he's having a baby. They can meet him there. He doesn't need to wait for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back up because he's like, I'm going to be a dad. And then they're like, no, you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> And Monica can't, she can't keep, keep it together at all. That's it. And then that's it. It wasn't my most favorite episode. It had some good, like, what, like, good lines. There were, like, some little gems. Yes. But overall, it was not fantastic. It can't all be winners. And we had to get something to move us forward to this baby, so. Oh my gosh, we're almost there. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe this is going to coincide with you having your baby. This is probably going to come out after I have my baby. Oh. When we don't do a podcast for like nine months. (laughs) When there's a big gap. There'll be times, I bet, where you're just like, oh my God, I need to do something else. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Anyway, great job. We did it. You too. It was fun. The next one is when um, Carol has her baby. At the birth. We'll, we're probably going to ball over this. <laughs> or talk about some like deep stuff. <laughs> uh, some of us might have some anxiety coming out. <laughs> um, but it is our trifecta. It's Kaufman, Crane, and Burroughs. Oh, next yes. One, so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, isn't this one with um, when Phoebe wears the Ben jumpsuit? Yeah, and yeah. they get stuck in the vent. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'll I'll be there for you and here for you. <laughs> I'm here I'll, and there. <laughs> I'll be there for you whenever you need me. Thank you. Tyler was just asking me, because he was asking how far along you were, and I was like, I'm pretty sure she's, like, into the ninth month. Like, she's there. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, do you need to go up there? I'm like... <laughs> no (laughs) it's fine like especially with covid like there's no reason i was i was like we've already talked about it when when they're home and settled we'll figure out at the weekend and i'll fly up yes but it was really cute tyler was like start he got like really really like oh my gosh what 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 are you doing daddish yeah <laughs> like, no, we're we're fine. It's okay. We'll figure it out. I'm I will be happy to meet her on Zoom, and she can she can join a podcast. She'll be very vocal, I'm sure. Oh my god, little baby noises! You know, I have to figure out a place. Well, I guess she won't be sleeping in here, so I can still hang out. This desk is built into the wall, so I just <laughs> podcast in her room. But then this is going to be her room eventually, so I have to figure that out. Or All if right. our crib mattress never comes, then she'll be living in our room. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> I have no control over anything. 
And that's okay. It will be okay. <laughs> it will be okay. I love you. You're love you're you the too. best. I'm glad you're uh, surviving and hanging in there. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.